Africa is a well-filled continent, but it would seem the benefit of such wealth is not enjoyed by all occupants, or at least that's what Ndlantla Mafarafara seems to know. Such is the backdrop as pharmacist, author, coach and speaker Ndlantla Mafarafara joins me now in studio for our Motivation Monday feature. Our topic tonight is why Africans are poor. You are welcome to join in the motivation. Our WhatsApp line is 079-295-1212. And you can also give us a call at 015-151-0135. Danta, good evening and welcome back. Good evening, Rebecca, and uh, good evening to our listeners at home. Thank you for welcoming me back. Are we poor? I don't know. I'm asking why we are so many poor. I'm not sure if you are as you are listening poor, um, but I believe that uh, <laughs> for some reason some are, some are not, you know, um, but, but I believe we've got um, some extremes. Uh, the question is which extreme you are, the wealthy or the poor. Got it. Mm. All right. So then let's break down the wording of tonight's question. Mm-hmm. What do you mean Africans are poor? Look, um, I think I've shared it several times here that I've been researching and researching and researching um, maybe since 2016 on the topic why Africans are poor that I've been trying to write a book as well. I wrote deleted chapters, wrote deleted chapters, but it comes from the fact that Africa is rich in gold, rich in diamond, rich in platinum, rich in copper, iron and many natural resources um, and it, it also has I shared this last week that it's got a very large farming area and and we also have a lot of skilled labor and unfortunately it the skilled labor has been regarded as cheap labor for 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 various reasons of course and we also have this um, availability of money that is available whether for the rich or the poor in in, in many different ways since we've got foreign businesses coming and making money so Africa does not lack the natural resources or the physical resources thereof. Uh, what I've come to conclude in my in my uh, assessment and in my uh, quest for understanding why Africans are poor is that Africa has a labor force um, that is bigger that can serve the whole world, but it does not have a large mental force. We have got physical labor force. We don't have a mental force. Meaning, in, in simple words, if we were to put it um, point blank, we would say that Africa is full of ignorant people in one way or another. We lack. When we say it's full of ignorant people, it means that we've got people who have deliberately chosen to disregard important information or facts so they know what should be done but they don't do what should be done um the, the other time i was i was i was i was i was i was um printing seminar books in a library in a library printing shop and then um when i was there printing it was a seminar book workbook and seminar notes um the lady that was assisting me was so excited that i was printing and she she liked the cover of of the seminar notebook and i i actually said okay let me give you one copy for free she said you, you know what mr mafarafara this is not funny or it may sound funny but it's not funny i'm surrounded by so many books yet i'm not interested in reading that's how she responded and i was so uh touched by that i had to delay my departure to just sit down and have a talk i said okay fine let me translate this thing i'm gonna give it to you in an audio form then you can listen to it but that is what is going on today in south africa we may use the simple example but there's so many other people who are surrounded by information who are surrounded by opportunities but they choose not to know what 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 is what is going on 
So um, th th there are so many facts that we that we can we can use um, to, to 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 arrive at this. This made me to conclude as well that wealth, as we talk about it, when we when we say Africa as poor, we're not saying that Africa does not have money. So clearly, wealth is not money in in in, in my understanding. For example, um, it, it, there's a country called I think it's Equatorial Guinea. For for it, it used to be one of the biggest, the, the wealthiest countries um, in, in the world. I don't know what is their current income right now per capita, per capita but but their struggles they struggle with immunization um they, they, they struggle with with access to water and and they have the lowest life expectancy as as we speak um, um today so that tells you that wealth is it's 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 not money you you look at um i think it was there's another country i think it's angola for for some reason they, they it is recorded in 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 financial reports for africa that 4.2 billion dollars worth of um um, I think it was it was, it was oil disappeared. Yet the, the the central bank of Angola recorded that this oil was actually processed, was produced in that in in that particular place. But they can't tell where the money went. Clearly, wealth is not money. The, 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 there's there's a story that is talk, told about Ghana that is was one of the top gold producers in the world as 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 we speak. And 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 it is the biggest refined sources. We've got so many people who can dig. We've got so many machines available. We've got large mountains containing that but the same people they, they've got the highest level of primary school dropout clearly wealth is not money you, you you you'd look at nigeria for example one of the top producers of oil in the world and and we're trying to look is, is nigeria really wealthy yes are the nigerians wealthy I, we can talk about that. We see them leaving Nigeria to other countries to look for wealth, to look for money, to look for sources. It is funny that in one of the discussions, the, the uh, writings about African wealth, one man wrote uh, this statement that I do not understand why Nigerians are poor, why, why Nigerians um, produce so much oil that could that is translated into petrol, yet they queue so many hours their queues in the petrol petrol station is so long that people are delayed to get oil yet they produce it there what is wrong with us clearly wealth is is not money in my understanding it's the mentality many people have a mentality that takes money away from them let's see if we can't use the uh, the debate that's currently going on regarding land expropriation without land as an analogy right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because most of the people that are not very optimistic about it are saying we're going to get the land and what are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. The same way we're going to just now talk about if there's so much wealth within the continent, mm -hmm. then why aren't the occupants then wealthy? Accessing right? that wealth, and, and, yes. And access it, yes. But when you look at the kind of mentality that a certain faction of the greater society seems to have mm. about some of these things that are inherently belonging to the very same society. Mm -hmm. Are you surprised that Africans are supposedly not very rich? No, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Like, okay, th this comes from the same study that I'm trying to 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 to, to get to conclude and ultimately maybe i'll finally release the book if i'm not going to release the book i'll release a series of trainings on it and then host seminars around south africa to teach people about this but i wish to to write a book in, in my understanding we, we, using the context of land alone and, and many other things but for now let's use the context of land in my understanding we it helps us to define wealth um in the bible when god taught people about wealth when he god told them they are wealthy he told them about land when he told when he went to the children of Israel and said to them you are in slavery I want to I want to free you he said I'm going to take you to a land 
when he, he when he spoke to Abraham and told him you are the father of many many, many nations he showed him land every time when there was something that when when the children of Israel rebelled against God what God did to them he took them away from the land and made them slaves in a particular place when they started obedience God took them back to a land that he said this is the land that I promised your forefathers why would in the Bible God the sovereign God use land because land is important but the issue that we, we deal with here it's a consciousness wealth it's a consciousness I believe that it, wealth comes in, it comes in five maybe in five areas one is consciousness two secondly is the language number four number three is discipline number four is culture and then we, we talk about culture and action and then we talk about the influence thereof if, if I was to explain this in 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 in, in 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 short when we talk of consciousness is what you think what you imagine what you dream and what you feel you must first identify yourself as a wealthy person in order for you to access the world i once talked here and entitled the topic be do and have so for you to become wealthy you have to think like a wealthy person then you have to act like a wealthy person then you start attracting that so you have to have a certain thinking a certain mentality and a certain behavior that attracts certain um, um, resources. Brian Tracy said, there is more money circulating in the hands of people. Your job is to make sure that it touches your hand and some of it um, um, actually uh, sticks. So while the land is full of these possibilities, the mind says, I see the money, but the behavior says, let it go away. And it's a consciousness issue. The second one is the language, the way that we talk about a bunch of money. You see, we have adopted a certain language of the poor that poor people um, use every day, but the wealthy do not use that kind of a thing. Your language and vocabulary plays a critical role in your financial disposition. And this is just what you think. And what then you talk about? We say it, it is said that as a man thinketh in his heart, so 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 is he. And then the third one is the discipline and the culture. Now, a poor people, poor people, get money like rich people. But the difference is that poor people get money to spend on food and survival, while the wealthy people get money. What they do with the money? They take a portion for survival, but they take the other portion. They circulate it. They they want to multiply to multiply. So if you take all the money that is available in the world, I once quoted this. If you take all the money that's available in the world and distribute it amongst all that live in it, soon it will be back in the hands where it came from. Why? The mentality and the actions and the language and the disciplines that we have rich countries donate money to the poor countries why because they know that the more that we give to the poor the more it comes back to us through taxes so they don't lose anything but africans are complaining about tax sorry poor people complain about tax why do they complain about tax because they make so little they they live for survival i talked about action and 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 how you make that to 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 to, to be a reality if you act more on what you think and what you say you soon you'll start realizing that what you do translate that it, it takes the same thing that you've been thinking about and makes it very real. And then wealth is influence. Here's the thing. Um, the Bible says the voice of a poor man is weak. The voice of a poor man cannot be heard. Here's the thing. No matter how knowledgeable, how smart you are, how intelligent we are, no matter how, much, how many intelligent people we have in Africa, as long as we do not have the money, we will remain poor because money is influence and influence brings money. So here's the thing. So we have to accumulate a certain level of wealth financially so that when we knock at the door we say i have this let's talk that's why when you when you go to a, to, to a business and you say to a, to a bank and say you want money to fund a business they say we want untouched money they want you to they want to see how much money do we have that you can risk by yourself before you can open your mouth let's talk about what you have first then we will add to it and that is what is it is in south in africa so we need to start building on that but if we can translate these five things the physical money, the manifestation of a bigger, deeper bank account will not come. Quickly, before we go to the break, you know how there's this 
term or two terms colonial legacy mm-hmm. is it safe and is it reasonable to always blame it for this kind of mentality we have in the status quo after 25 years i don't think it is okay we're continuing with our motivation <laughs> with Ntlandla Mafarafara on the topic why Africans are poor and I hope that that particular question leaves you to think quite a bit just as we will be continuing and you're more than welcome to join us on our WhatsApp line 079-295-1212 and you can also call us on 015 The time is 12 minutes to 8 and the time seems to be flying when one is having a good time and learning in leaps and bounds. And uh, it's time now for Motivation Monday just as we continue with Ndanta Mafarafara who is talking to us about why Africans are poor. You are welcome to give us your thoughts on the topic at hand. Our WhatsApp line is 079 2951212 and you can also give us a call on 0151510135 a question on whatsapp regarding the issue of the kind of mentality and the thinking process we seem to have as a populace it says so sir what can we do to change this situation or this mentality That, that's a very good question. Let me um, read from, I think it's a quote that I wanted to close with. And I think that will answer that. There's, there's a statement that is said by Jim Rohn. He said, education will end you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. So it's, 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 it's the environment that we surround ourselves that helps us to know who we are, what we are, why we are, and whose we are. Helps us to translate our thoughts into the realities of financial um, um, accomplishments. So what is happening in Africa, there's This, this is a statement that was said by Steve Beaker that the greatest weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. So the mind of the poor people has been made to work against themselves. It's like a toxin on itself. So if we want to change that, we need to start changing what we feed ourselves. And this is what I've been preaching about since I started coming into Energy FM in January 2018. What we feed our minds every day can be translated into the materials that we touch and that we that we have and distribute to others. Okay. Let's talk about why many Africans are still poor and I think the still should be in capital letters yeah yeah, yeah. so help us diagnose the situation Th- thanks for editing my topic in a very nice way <laughs> <laughs> the, the World Bank published six reasons why many African states are still struggling number one corruption number two limited employment opportunities number number three poor leadership and weak governance systems number four uh, poor use of resources and lack of resolve to apply or to implement policies and what we know uh, number five poor use of skilled people skilled people actually migrating out of Africa. It's a big exodus. Number six, poor education system. I will not talk about that, but but here's the thing. Now, if, if, if we were to expand on other different things that cause um, po- poverty, many Africans want, many Africans, the individuals themselves, they want to be wealthy, but they do not think like a rich person. They always want to have money, but their mindset is working against it. So, so you end up We, we, we being held back by your mentality you cannot change your circumstances unless you change your mental disposition until you change your mind everything else that you have will, will remain the same Every, as a matter of fact life follows your mind the poor don't use their minds to benefit themselves they use their mind in ways to that impress others but then imprison themselves um, for, for longer number two we have this what you call poor borrowing practices uh, a friend of mine Ruben once 
did a video on this that as long as we don't know what we're borrowing for we will always borrow to eat and then later on borrow again to pay for what we ate yesterday and then we borrow again to pay for what we borrowed to pay for what we borrowed yesterday and the the, the cycle will continue and continue like that africans can borrow to consume the wealthy people so to say the, the poor people borrow to consume the wealthy people borrow to multiply and to even increase influence. Number three, we expect God to perform miracles for things that require self-discipline. Today, poor people, um, including Christians, are looking for miracles. They go to prayer and fast, but instead of going to work, we we, we, we require favor on things that require diligence and self-application. It doesn't work like that. You, you, you cannot walk yourself into a problem and expect God to pray you out. You, it doesn't work like that. Number four, people, people poor people, they, they, they require to be given status where that... that in, in a place where they should actually end. I once said a statement here that we need to make a diff, to draw a difference between the things that we need to work for and the things that we need to pray for. Draw a difference between the things that we need to work, to, to work and wait for, you know, and things like that. So then number five, we have what you, what you call a consumer mentality. We want to eat. We want things to be given to us so that we can get, eat, and enjoy, and sleep. And it doesn't work like that. A poor person, you know, can, can ask for food when they are hungry and you give them an, a lemon or an orange, they will eat all of it and grind the, the, the what you call the seeds but a wealthy mentality person when you give them an orange what they do is they eat the orange they take the seed and put it on the soil so that tomorrow they have their own oranges which they can even distribute and that is a mentality and it's a true economic model that we have as we speak today now another thing is most poor people are master procrastinators they can tell you how to avoid action in many different ways than to act here's the thing the more you procrastinate it's like using a credit card you can it's it's nicer to use it but when you start paying it you realize oh it's a burden we've got lack of consistency except in the things that are that are not important you see many poor people are consistent in fabricating business ideas but they're inconsistent in applying at least one and that becomes a problem and you, you cannot ever um, make anything number seven poor family values most of the you see poor people don't 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 get along with their family members I don't know if, if it happens a lot with the rich people, but what I've learned is that most of the poor people, when you hire them, if you are if they are family members, they sabotage the business. They have what you call the, the spirit of entitlement. This is my brother's business. This is my uncle's business, and they don't work. And I looked at. I have a head of the, the friend that I worked with was an Indian, and I tried to ask a lot of questions. These people they have this synergistic work. They when they see another poor Indian, they would find a way to build him, give him a shop, teach him business. Do it with the poor people. It's a different story. Lack of trust for one another and poor collaboration system. Do you know that our mothers and uncles grew up doing stock fell for food? And it's the same system that is used in the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, stock fell. Actually, they still do. Some some women still do that. They, they still do, yes, but it's for food. Mm. But when you go to the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, it's still stock fell. The difference is a stock fell that multiplies your wealth. Let's see if we can't uh, bring in a few comments on our WhatsApp line. Makulati FM at the University of Limpopo says, Thank you for a powerful talk. I think we're poor because majority of us Africans, we're still using this the mentality of our forefathers of working for the stomach. Mm. Then when the breadwinner dies, it's back to square one. Yes. One should die to leave a system that will create more wealth for the upcoming generation. Yes. And uh, Edward Mbosi says, Hello, Rebecca. I have this little mind to end at the 
this topic. You know why Africans thinking that to have more money you can live well? It's that they think money is everything. And if you can live by mentality of that, if you have money, you have everything, you're lying to yourself. Because others people believe uh, they can find one million today, but in one month, he or she will become poor again. So to me, knowledge is everything than to have money, to know how to live well. Mm. And uh, there's also one question here, it says, um, are we lazy to do or do we doubt ourselves? Ourselves rather. And uh, the listener further says, I'm worried that we're happy for the fourth industrial revolution. This is from Tsepi, who's also the investor from Bobo. Just from those, what would you like to say? I, I think the, the, the other one about the, that wealth is not money. It, it, I think I agree with it. Wealth is not money. Wealth is a consciousness. It's knowledge. If we can have that. You see, the thing is, if you have more knowledge about how to make more money, when you lose it, you're able to make it again. But if you don't, you have more money and you don't have the knowledge, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. As a matter of fact, many people who have spent their life working for money, they spend their money paying for the world life, the life that they thought they that 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 have lost. So because of of knowledge, well, the, the issues of the fourth industrial revolution it's a challenge on its own. That it will actually benefit the very few people who have already inclined their minds towards change and towards innovation and stuff like that. And and I think the, the, the one was introducing a system which I want to conclude with just just now. There are two economic models which I've been looking at and they, these are based from uh, the book of Genesis chapter 25 for those of you that read the Bible, Jacob and Esau. The first Esau is an is a, is a, the first uh, system is a system of consumption which I call the, the, the Esau system. In this place, you, you, you work hard for less. Um, you, you work long, you produce little. Whatever you get, you consume. You can only produce one product at the time. You do not have the ability to process the raw material. As a matter of fact, you actually produce raw material and sell them less and pay more for the final products. I shared this last year about the 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 the, the import export exchange between China and South Africa. How much deficit we we have. Um, the Bible says a lazy man cannot roast his game. What he, what he gets from his hand. A lazy man, as a matter of fact, buries his hand in a bowl of soup and it makes it and it's difficult for him to bring it back to his mouth and eat. The ESO system does not know how to use opportunities. As a matter of fact, they blow it. ESO business is one-time problem entrepreneur. They're like the one-hit wonder. And when the problem is solved, they don't know how to innovate to the next um, problems and make more money. The ESO family is the family that, that, that relies on one salary and go into debt um, all their work life and wake for the rest of their life to pay a debt while the second model of economy is the is the ESO system is the Jacob system which is the system that is used by Singapore by China and and the big uh, first world countries what, what what they do is number one they build patience they learn to work on things it's like a farmer they will learn to work on things over time they don't they know they don't have this agent gratification desire Number two, they produce multiple products in the same place at the same time and sell to more people at once. So that's how they do. They they, they, they produce one product at a time. So it's one-man business. While the Jacob system, they say it's a stockfill business. They bring so many people to bring in crowdfunding and then they multiply at different places at the same time with different resources for different markets as, as it goes. They don't work. Uh, their work is not for consumption. Their work is for is for, is for multiplication. They use they use both effort and natural resources and mental capacity. So they first build mental capacity and then build relationships and then they expand the business. That is what why you see so many countries are coming in. You you hear people saying that when they when when politicians or when there's political uncertainty, business uh, the, the, the economy crumbles. It's based on the system. What the leaders say, their relationships affect how other investors will will come in. Jacob is that is 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 
is the all-time producer. They process everything over and over again. The entrepreneur is one who is skilled and innovative to solve problems that are existing now and anticipate the problems that are coming and create solutions for the future problems. That's why the fourth industrial revolution is here. Let me say two things. The Jacob employees, for example, is those kind of people that the employers want to keep them all the time. When they leave, they have a problem. They, 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 they use money as a startup. They use money as a startup. For us, the poor people, we use money as our own trap. We trap ourselves with our, with, our, with our own salary. And that's how it goes. I can go on and go on and go on and go on. Just let's find another place where we can talk about it and expand it to have a full day discussion on it. Molele uh, from Teflop says, Good evening, Ask Rebecca. Thank you for the powerful talk from our guest. We love him. How I wish uh, I could give him the podium and address my fellow blacks. It's a pity because you were actually at Teflop yeah, in the previous Thursday. Mm. Solution from Jacob and Iseo. Who should we aspire to be? Like? Jacob. We should aspire to be Jacob. Here, yeah, I. The solution is based as well on what we shared last week. We need to start to be producers more and more and more and more. Fortunately, I have a recording from what we did on, on, on Radio Turf. I started the, sorry, at Turf, uh, the seminar that I did on Thursday, and we can expand on it a full hour on discussion on this big solution. But the simplest way to do it is start creating a mindset of solutions creators people who will say we're looking for problems that we want to solve and we want to solve problems not for free we want to charge to solve the problems it doesn't matter what problems they are but and the way that we think about it we want to say that i want to try to solve a problem but i want to solve it with my brother and my sister and my uncle and my neighbor and so on and so forth they have so many people solving more problems and then while you are solving problems today think about the problems that are going to happen from the problems that you're so from the solutions that because every solution will have another problem you, you bring a solution, the solution will lead to another problem. So create solutions for the future problems. That way you'll never be replaceable. Produce as many as you can. Think beyond today. I think that's going to be our quote for the week. Think beyond today. Think beyond today. How do our listeners get in touch with you? They can get me on my mobile 076-023-5161. I repeat 076-023-5161. Uh, they can connect on me with me on Facebook, Tlantlajima Farafara, Instagram, Tlantlajima Farafara, or email me at info at Farah's Creations with a Z dot C-O dot Z-A. Thank, Thank you very much, Ntlantla. And that's also where we're going to be leaving conversations for this Monday installment. And thank you so much to our listeners for all the interactions. Coming up next on Energy FM is Agri Lechua Point. On Choice FM is Stanley Brown. And a big thank you goes to my producer, Mami Morasho. We meet again tomorrow evening, same time, same place, with many more conversations. God willing, good night. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m.